I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Welcome back to Canto Bite Dispatch. Today I'm Brittany and joining me today, as always, is my friend Emily Lynn. Hi Emily. Hi Brittany. How are you? I'm okay. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm just tired. I've been busy all week so it's like finally hit me today that the week is over and I'm happy about that. (laughs) And now it's a new week. Yeah, now it's a new week with new new things, new problems, new s- ways for Star Wars to disappoint me. But how are you how have they disappointed you lately? I just don't know. I think just it existing or just like <laughs> the fact that they've been really shitty and they're like, "Oh, by the way, here's this trailer you've been waiting for that you, we probably should have shown you a little sooner than like less than a month before our show is going to start." Or with maybe a little more fanfare. Or like excitement or just like, "Thank you guys so much for your support." Like, you know, I, I like a pat in the back. I like to be told, you know, just like, "Thank you" or that like, Oh, I I'm hate go- that. I'm, I I'm hate doing that. a good I- job. Like, I'm giving you money, give me the product. Don't th- We're not friends. There's not, like, a cordial relationship here. You're the company. I'm a human being. I don't want to be thanked. Yeah, I mean, I felt useful as a human being when I was sitting in that Disney Plus panel and they gave us the three years in, like, the special price because we were, like, the founding members. Like, that made me feel special. Like, I would like Star Wars to make me feel as special as Disney Plus has made me feel for the past, like, almost... It's almost been a year. That thing where they got people to pay three years in advance for a program they didn't know if they'd like or not? Yeah, that was a real... That was a real charitable move on their part. Oh, I knew I would like it. I'm just saying, that wasn't some, like great like i mean that was a business move on their part it got more people to sign up that's like them making money i don't know i just i what I, do you I mean like, you don't know like i don't know i just like i God, just you're like such it a fucking soccer i know i am i really am but that's okay how are you doing i'm fine i mean i'm not any more mad at star wars than i ever am but Are you mad at anything right now? I Do mean, we need to squash some beef? No, because it's like, you know, the world is awful and everything is falling apart and, like, things are going to get only get worse. But, hey, yay. <sighs> yeah, I just hope this week's been weird. So I just hope that the next week is better. And we're already making it better by... The Mandalorian trailer came, and what'd you think about it, Emily? I like it. Um, I kind of like that it doesn't really give anything away at all. Because, like, look, I'm going to watch a show no matter what. 
So I just want like, I wanted something to like look at and like have it be, oh, pretty or oh, neat or here's a planet. I didn't want any sort of plot details or surprises and there's nothing there. How about you? I liked it. I thought it was fine. I just, I'm reminded more and more that I need to either stay off the internet or like mute certain people because I just keep hearing and seeing like way too much information and it's like, I like spoilers, but not with this. Like, I feel like it was such a wonderful surprise that we got Baby Yoda. And I don't know what I would have done if, you know, because I knew a little bit about it, but I didn't know that it was Yoda. I just knew that there was possibly a child or something. But I don't know. I just don't want to know a lot about this. And I just want to stay as spoiler free as I can. Yeah, I mean, there's a little, there's a little over a month to go. I'd like it to just, like, I'm happy not knowing anything else. Yeah, these next couple weeks are going to zoom on by, and then we're going to be seeing a new season. I still can't believe it's been a year almost since we saw, you know, the first season and Baby Yoda for the first time. Seeing Baby Yoda for the first time was amazing. I know. It was such a good moment. His cute little ears haloed in light. Yeah, I just, I loved, like, the anticipation on, like, Thursday nights where, you know, I'd wait for it to, you know, show up on Disney+, Plus. you know, just refreshing, 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 and just being able to do that again is exciting. It's a good show. I mean, actually, that's one part I don't work because I, like, like, I'm not staying up to watch it in general because, you know, like, I'm on the East Coast and it's, like, later for me. And so then I just, like, mute everything and I have to stay off Twitter for a fucking day until I can get off work and see it. And that's annoying. I would prefer them not to drop it at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning or some shit like they've done before. I know. I think I, like, woke up, like, that morning that it came out and I was like, oh, cool. There's a trailer because I saw people were like, they were like, trailer, trailer, trailer. Which is fine. All right. So how we're going to do this is, you know, we're going to go through the trailer. We'll stop when someone talks and then we'll like dissect like what's going on, what we're seeing, how we're feeling, what we think it is, et cetera, et cetera. If this is your first trailer breakdown of ours, strap on in. Good luck. All right, are we ready? Yes. All right. All right. Let's, let's do it. And my phone is loading. Oh, there it goes. <laughs> We're flying over a planet. There's a razor crest. It's pretty fucking cool. I like the music. Oh, they just won an Emmy for that. Because the technical Emmys were last night. Okay. So, you now see Baby Yoda with the Mandalorian. They're in the dark. You get the sweet voiceover. Yes. From the armorer. I want more of her this season. I hope so. All right. We can continue. You must reunite it with its own kind. All right. Like at first I thought they were just on like a desert planet, but it looks like it's like kind of like a desert planet, like city. You see like the graffiti on the walls and I don't know. I don't think this is a safe place for a baby. It doesn't look like the best neighborhood. I really don't think that Baby Yoda's family is on this planet, but I could be wrong. I think that's probably not the planet of the Yodas. No. I wouldn't think. I would think that the planet of the Yodas would be somewhere like, like very green, very spacious, a lot of trees, a lot of nature. I, and we talked about this before. 
I cannot get out of my head that it's a swamp planet. I know it's not a swamp planet. I know he's not from Dagobah. But that is how I picture Yoda is living in a little hut on a swamp. It's always going to how I picture Yoda's living. I wouldn't be surprised if they just like resulted it to that. Be like, yeah, like this is how Yodas are. And they love their swamp planet. They love their little huts. You know, they're friends with snakes. You know, they're like the total opposite of Indiana Jones. What if it's like actually like what if it's like super sterile, like high tech, like cloud city. Like they all are just up in buildings. No nature anywhere. I don't know. I mean, that would explain why Baby Yoda likes, you know, to play around with things. Like he liked that little little ball. Like maybe he just loves technology because his. I don't know. All right, shall we continue? Yeah, let's go. Okay. All right, the Razor Crest is going over a sand planet, and you see a Bantha and a Tuscan Raider. And I don't know, this doesn't have to be Tatooine. Like, there can be Banthas on different planets, don't you think? I mean, I I sort of hope, like, look, I want to get on different planets, but I don't want to get on a different planet that happens to look exactly like Tatooine and have the same species as Tatooine and not be Tatooine. Like, at that point, just make it Tatooine. I guess, but I'm just like, why does the Mandalorian need to go back to Tatooine? Like, is this because, like, Dave Filoni's like, hey, let me direct another episode oh, and please. write another episode about Tatooine because everyone really liked it. And you know that guy Toro? I think a lot of people other than Steel Saunders really liked him. But I like Banthas. Yeah, me too. I like them because they are ridiculous looking. I love the horns. The horns are, they're just, they're beautiful. I like that they just have the big giant face. Your face is so like welcoming and kind, like a yak. Like I would trust a yak. All right, we shall continue. Now we're on an ice planet and there's little baby Yoda in the snow. Yeah. Snow planet. I know that there's more snow planets than like Hoth and Alum. That's what a lot of people are speculating it is. Yeah, but wouldn't they be building Star... Because Starkiller Base is technically Alum. So... But, I mean, they could be. I mean, we were... They told... At some point, it was talked about that we were going to see some of, like, the origins of the First Order. That would be interesting. Yeah, so the armorer... Oh, wait. We need to talk about the most important part of this scene was when Baby Yoda was in the snow. In the snow. Baby Yoda in the snow. I don't know if he's happy or sad. It's hard to tell with the baby Yoda. Maybe he's just contemplative. It must be really cold for him. Okay, so that ship behind the Mandalorian. What is that? Is that the that's not the Razor Crest. That's like I don't know to be honest. Okay, so the armor says the songs of eons past tell the battles between Mandalore and the great and the sorcerers called Jedi. You see, I think this is the boat. This is the boat that we've seen. They're on the boat. Or we're, or we're headed to the boat because we're on some sort of like port city, it looks like. And we see then the glimpse of... Um, Sasha Banks, is that her name? Yeah. I mean, I know that's her wrestling name and not her, like, actual name, but I don't know how she's being credited on the show. So, it's either just call her Sasha Banks, but yeah, she's in a, like, in a rope with a hood. What do you think she is? 
besides not Sabine. Oh, well, I think she's Sabine. But she's not Asian. Um, so she better not be Sabine. Maybe she's just a Jedi. Like, they just meet, like, a random-ass Jedi. Maybe this is one of Luke's students. <sighs> yeah. Or, or it could be Ahsoka's. Yeah. I'm really happy that we haven't seen Ahsoka or- yet. Yeah. Or could be maybe like another type of force user. Also could be like totally something completely different because just because the voiceover is talking about the Jedi then doesn't mean that she has anything to do with the Jedi. Yeah, I mean, one thing I've liked about the show is that it's excluded the Jedi. Like as lo- as much as I love like stories of the Jedi, like I've loved that we've we've gotten something completely different. And I don't know. Like, I would be completely okay if we didn't see a lightsaber in this show. I mean, yeah, we've already seen the darksaber, but I don't really know how the Jedi would be useful in this situation because they only, they know Yoda didn't talk about his species. Like, you know, they see baby Yoda and they're like, oh yeah, like there used to be this grand Jedi master that looked just like him, but that's it. Yeah, I also just feel like Dave Filoni has already put enough Jedi running around in the cartoons who shouldn't be here in this timeline at this point. So I kind of don't want to see a bunch. Like, maybe if she's Luke's student, but I I don't want, like, I'm I'm fine with the Darksaber, and I think the Darksaber is interesting, even though I think it looks silly in live action. Like, I think that can be a cool story, but I don't want any like I don't want any big long lightsaber battles on this show like I don't want that to be what the show is yeah like this show is about you know the Mandalorian and baby Yoda like that's it like I don't want any anything else well that's the thing though is that I say I don't want anything else but if something's like a really good plot but at the same time like I I like where this story is going and it's like I should trust where it's going but also you never know, especially with like a second season of a show. That's why I'm like really hesitant on this next season because the first season was so good. And I just I want to have like the lowest expectations as possible because I just have no room for the feeling of disappointment. <laughs> yeah. But Baby Yoda's in his little egg. And he's looking very cute. And he's looking up at the Mandalorian. Streaming this October. And then, boom, we're on a boat. I I don't know why I'm so excited about the boat. We don't see boats in Star Wars. Like, I know that they travel in ships and everything. But you don't see boats. Like, maybe Baby Yoda's family lives on boats. Like, maybe they they have, like, boat contests or, like, I don't know. I hope Baby Yoda likes the boat, though. He seems to like it more than the snow. Well, if he's not standing on it in his little bare feet. Yeah. I don't know, though. It's like, you know, the Mandalorian's going to all these places with Baby Yoda. And it just is so weird that he's just out and about like, hey, like, look at this creature. Like, I don't know. Look, look, wherever, wherever the Mandalorian goes, Baby Yoda goes. But considering the number of people seemingly interested in this little baby, including very bad, very powerful people. Maybe, maybe keep the baby hidden a little bit better. Yeah, maybe this is just the Mandalorians. Like, he's going to learn from his mistakes from parenting. Like, no one's the perfect parent. Like, we have all made this. We're all going to make mistakes, you know. But this is a pretty big mistake. Okay, so we go on yes. from the boat. Two X-Wings. Looking like they might be chasing after 
him yeah at first they seem like they're like cordial and cool like hey what's up i'm an x-wing and then they're like i'm an x-wing you know just crazy how that can change and then you see uh what looks like i think of the mandalorian on a speed bike in a desert planet which could be tattooing And then you see Grief Karga looking all kinds of awesome. And there's nobody else in that scene, so that's pretty cool. I know. I see a bunch of green in this scene, but, like, that's the only thing I see. I see, like, the background and, like, green and then Grief Karga. Oh! Yeah, he's got, like, this cool, like, robe thing looking. Oh, shit, Emily. That's Gina Carano. I don't know what you're talking about. <sighs> I'm just seeing shit. Never mind. All right, we can continue. All right, so you see a ship leaving. It looks like a weird TIE fighter thing, and then you see a bunch of stormtroopers running, and one on a speeder bike going off the edge. Or There's a bunch of them. Okay, I gotta say, not totally excited about seeing jetpacks again. I guess, but... I kind of like how I like that scene where the Mandalorian was leaving and then there's the guy in the jetpack and he's just like, goodbye. Yeah, I know. I It's like that. That is my least favorite scene. Goodbye, in the Emily. I'm on a jetpack. I hate that scene even more than I hate Toro Calcan. Have you ever been to like one of those places where you can like fly like indoors? Like those. In- oh, really? Would you want to no. do that? It doesn't seem particularly fun to me. Like, it just seems kind of, I don't know. Like, I'd rather, like, actually go skydiving or something than just being, like, above a big fan. Oh, I was going to say, I'm like, do you have something against, like, flying? I mean, you're, you don't, you're not afraid of heights or anything? Like, you. you Oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm extremely afraid of heights, but I still want to go skydiving because I think it sounds fun. Yeah, that sounds cool. Just, like, jumping out of a plane and just whooshing down and looking at everything and being like I'm a badass I'm so brave looking yeah I wouldn't want to do bungee jumping I think I think I don't like the idea of like my leg tied up to something and then jumping down because like what if the thing breaks like I trust that there's like some dude on my back who's like trained in this and he's like okay I got you but I don't trust a rope yeah, I don't know why. Like, I mean, like things can go wrong with either thing, but skydiving doesn't seem doesn't freak me out nearly as much as the idea of bungee jumping does. Yeah. All right. So where are we on the trailer? Uh, we are. We just got past the Mandalorian flying, and then there's someone hanging from a pole, and he looks like the Mandalorian is shooting that pole. Oh, yeah, and we're back in Graffiti Town. Mm-hmm. And then you see the Mandalorian carrying... It looks like he's carrying Baby Yoda into, like, an ice sculpture area. Maybe he's going to go see Elsa. And he says, wherever I go, he goes. Yeah, he he's definitely going to go see Elsa. And after he goes see sees Elsa, um, you see couple of Gamorrean guards like fighting it up in a boxing this ring. Is, this is fucking cool. I'm glad we're seeing some like cool maybe possibly underground fighting in Star Wars. Yeah, then you see the Mandalorian talking to this one-eyed man. And and little baby Yoda sees the Mandos uh, like activate his little wrist thingy, and he shuts himself into his little egg. <laughs> and it's the best part of the trailer. I've watched the gif of that about 1,000 times. It's pretty good. And now I'm watching it again. Yeah, I'm trying to see if I could recognize... Because sometimes they... Like to put like Dave Filoni and scenes or something. I'm just looking at all these people making sure it's not Dave Filoni. You see, it looks like there's like something in the background that looks like an IG unit behind them. Oh no, that's just a person. That'd be cool. <laughs> I miss IG 11. He was good. Yeah. 
Okay, so after Baby Yoda goes inside the egg. That way to see the Mandalorian kill a couple dudes. Yeah. <laughs> this is the way. There's no way that he says that after he kills that guy. Uh, that's why sometimes I hate when, like, trailers, like, dub, like, certain quotes. Because it's like, he didn't say it right there. Or just, like, the overuse I of mean, the I quote. I mean, I hope not. I hope he doesn't say it right there. Because that's a pretty fucked up thing to say after you kill some guys. If you're supposedly, like, the good guy. Yeah, and sometimes, like, sayings should just be kept, like, in the show. Like, it was fun for the first, you know, couple weeks after we watched the show. But... That is give, I don't know, I just, I, I don't like overuses of things, you know? Like, overuses of quotes or whatever. Like, that was just, that was very fan service to be like, this is the way. But, I mean, like, I could have lived without hearing this is the way in the trailer. Like, I understand. Of course that's in the trailer. I understand that it's a thing, but what was your favorite part? Uh, I like the boat. Oh, I'm interested in the boat and just because, like, I like seeing, like, a new setting, like, a little ocean port city sounds cool to me. I like all the graffiti slums. I'm excited about that. And I like little baby Yoda on the ice planet. Yeah, that's cute. I really like the Banthas. I'm glad that we're getting some some creatures back in Star Wars or, you know, just some, like, original creatures. Um... I like the boat, too. I like how the Mandalorian is taking him on, you know, this ice planet that could possibly be alum, 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 I don't know. But alum, alum, I'm not sure. Alum. But I hope this isn't a trap. Like, I really hope that he doesn't, like, end up, like, trapping Baby Yoda, like, on potentially, you know, future Kylo Ren's land. So that, like, Kylo Ren, like, does something, like, awful to, like, Baby Yoda or, like, something. Like, I, I don't I don't think that would be good. I mean, that'd be... We'd have uh, um, several years to wait, if that's the case. Yeah. Or Moff Gideon, like, coming in and... I don't know, though. Like, I feel like that that's, like, such, like, a, a big deal that to the galaxy that there is this child that looks just like Yoda like just living it up like and I don't know like part of me thinks that like he's someone has like killed baby Yoda like possibly before all this because wouldn't it be known in the galaxy what are you talking about wouldn't what be known in the galaxy that there's a creature like there's that there's a bunch of Yodas out there just living it up. Why would that? Why would they care? Because Yoda, like Yoda's Yoda's a big deal to us. I mean, I imagine to most. Well, first of all, most of the galaxy doesn't know about him. But also to the rest of the galaxy, he's just another alien dude. Like he might be a rare alien, but he was a powerful force user. But there was all sorts of Jedi. Yeah. Like nobody's given a like if there was a little. Kitty Monday walking around. What do you think people would have to care about that? Like we care about Yoda because he's Yoda. I think we would care about a baby Kitty Monday too, though. <laughs> That'd be interesting. No, I don't know. Like when I think of Jedi, like I think Yoda as like the Jedi, like the Jedi that has lived like over a thousand years. Like, wouldn't you think, you know, because you always see those news stories about, like, the world's, like, oldest person. Like, wouldn't you be like, oh, yeah, like, that's that's Yoda. You're like, Yoda's the oldest fucking person I've ever met or ever, like, heard of, you know? Okay, but here's the thing. It's like, Star Wars has always been bad about what, like, the galaxy thinks about the Jedi. I mean, look at look at how confused fucking Amanda was about the baby using the force in the first place. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And the fact that even like even in even you know like 
in The Force Awakens, it has to be, yes, like all these stories were actually true and the Force does actually exist. And before that, like Han Solo would, like didn't really believe in the Force. Like that's even closer. And this like, could just be like, oh, it's another... And like at that point, like Yoda had been in hiding for a really fucking long time. Yeah, for what? Like it was like 20 years? Yeah. It's a long time. I don't know though. Like I, I think that keeping Baby Yoda alive is you could potentially be like dangerous. You know, like the Mandalorian's probably gone through so much shit for just like keeping him alive. I just I don't know what his chances are of survival. Well, they're not killing Baby Yoda. I don't know. You can't say you don't know. They're not killing Baby Yoda on a family TV show. They do a lot of things on family TV shows. Not, no, they don't. They don't kill a lot of babies on Disney shows. I'm thinking of that poll that I saw on Twitter of what episode does Baby Yoda die on? <laughs> That's awful. No, I mean, look, look, it's going to be Baby Yoda's in danger, and then he saves Baby Yoda, and Baby Yoda's in danger again, and he saves Baby Yoda, and occasionally Baby Yoda saves him. That's what the show is. Yeah, and I mean, it has to end sometime. Like, it could end with, you know, Baby Yoda finding home, or Baby Yoda... It's not ending with Baby Yoda dying. That's not a possibility. <sighs> That's not me saying that out of some sort of, like, horror. That's me saying that out of, like the practical like reality of the show we're watching i guess but it'd be interesting no it wouldn't yeah it wouldn't be interesting to follow a show for the entire thing and then oh at the end oh he's dead like the show you just watch for four seasons doesn't matter because he's dead in the end that's not interesting like going the dark shocking like that's some Zack snyder shit that oh the dark thing is always the most interesting thing like no a lot of times it's just like lazy and bad and done for shock value. But regardless, but regardless, it's not going to happen here. I guess. I think just after all the shows that, you know, I've been watching over the years, I feel like I'm just, like, so addicted to, like, that shock value. So every time I watch something, like, I'm waiting for something, like, shocking to happen. Like, even though, like, Baby Yoda's death would be, like, traumatic and sad, like, it'd, it'd be shocking. But you're probably right. No, I'm absolutely right. They're not killing Baby Yoda. Well, now that you think you're absolutely right, like, I I, I want to, like, downplay that to, you know, possibly you're right. Whatever. I'm not, like, this is dumb. It's, like, like it's not even a thing to talk about. <laughs> anyway. Um, <sighs> I am disappointed that we didn't get any Moff Gideon in the trailer. Yeah, that must mean that either he's not really in it as much or... It's a big deal. I mean, I think we might see him. I think we're just going to see him in the next trailer, but. I don't even think we're going to get a next trailer. I think we're going to get one a couple of weeks out. Maybe. I don't even know what the fuck they're doing anymore. I don't think they know either. And, and then it's going to, like, I think it's going to be, like, the thing where they're showing more than I want to see, but. I think we'll get one more, and I think he'll be in it. I hope he's in it anyway, because I want to see what he's up to. And what the what the big ship he is in control of that he was talking about is going to be. I hope it's a Star Destroyer. I want to see I fucking love Star Destroyers so much. Yeah, that'd be really cool. This trailer was really good at not showing us much, because we already know all the fuck ton of cameos that are going to be on. So I'm glad that they kept it very minimal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, we really, I mean, besides uh, Sasha Banks, we didn't see anybody. Um, no, I'm. there's all sorts of things that we know are, well, no in quotes, because they haven't, none of it's official. So we'll see. But. I'm. I want to see. I know. I'm happy to wait to see Timmy Oliphant. Um, 
he's the one I'm most excited about. But. Because, I, I mean, frankly, I could give two shits about Ahsoka. I mean, especially if it is Rosario Dawson, because then there are some, um, like, there's a look. There, look, I don't. There's some transphobia stuff in her past, too. And I think we've got enough with that with um, Gina Carano. So. <sighs> Wish I could be more excited about that one. Yeah, me too. I wasn't too happy when I read that a couple months ago about her and her family. And yeah, it's it's bad. Like, and it just fucking sucks because there's stuff that I should be really excited about there, which is like, obviously, like, it'd be like ahsoka needs to be played by a woman of color and it's great that they've like i mean if you look at the the hot toy ahsoka like yeah it looks definitely like it is based on her and i should be super like glad to have another woman of color in star wars like a black woman in star wars that's all we need more of that um but yeah there's 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 some not great stuff there that i wish it was somebody else it sucks and it adds to my disappointment with just star wars lately and it just it it just makes me not excited for the things i should be excited about you know i should be here excited yeah mandalorian trailer but in reality i'm just like yeah there was a mandalorian trailer that's it i just i'm it's upsetting that because transphobia should be disqualifying and instead, like, people just play it off like it's a difference of opinion. And I can't, like, get behind that. Like, it's not a difference of opinion to think that somebody is doesn't count as a person. Like, <laughs> so, I don't know. I'm I'm over it. Yeah. Like, I get excited while I'm watching the trailer, but then afterwards I go back to just being annoyed. Yeah, I don't blame you. That's a pretty annoying and shitty thing that just transphobia is... It shouldn't be tolerated. It's fucking ridiculous that it is by some. Yeah. And I don't know. Like, between, like, fucking Carano and Dawson and all that friggin' shit with J.K. Rowling, like, I'm just... I'm sorry that the ones that should be making us happy are the ones that are disappointing us. Yeah. Well, I think we have an email. Yeah, we do have an email. Unfortunately, it's not an email. I have any like. Have you watched Cobra Kai? No. Unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, Johnny, the lovely Johnny Grasso, who I love and do a podcast with. Please check out the Pop Culture Hour on either YouTube or on the podcast thing. Yeah, he asked us about season three of a show I have seen like half of an episode of, so I can't answer you. Wait, Emily. This wasn't Johnny Grasso that emailed us. It was John Grasso. Oh, how fancy. Yeah, I'm sorry, John. Yeah, anyway, yeah, sorry. Sorry, John. Sorry, Mr. Grasso. John, I haven't even seen the original Karate Kid. Or the Jaden Smith Karate Kid. All I know is that Catherine really likes Cobra Kai. And when Catherine really likes something, I think I should get into it. A lot of people really like it. And I just, I don't know. I just, uh, I just can't be bothered. I'll get to it at some point, maybe. Yeah. I just like, I watched Karate Kid like probably a lot of times when I was little, but I have no like ongoing affection for it. It's not one of those movies that I get nostalgic about. So... There hasn't been any drive for me to check it out. I remember when it was on uh, the YouTube, because when YouTube tried to start off like YouTube TV and everything and how that turned out well. So they moved everything down there to Netflix. <laughs> I mean, also probably they, sh- I mean, and this has been said many times by many people, why they decided to call it YouTube Red. is just baffling to me. Like, when RedTube exists and is what it is, you cannot name your service YouTube Red. 
you know, just like The Mandalorian is making mistakes in parenting, I think that YouTube is making mistakes in uh, <laughs> labeling and naming. No, YouTube is one of the things I will, I know, like, I will never pay for premium YouTube. Because basically I watch YouTube to, for movie trailers, and I mean, I, I watch Steel's shit, and that's about it. Occasionally I look up music videos on it. Or, or commercials from the 80s. I also watch The Sith List on YouTube. If you guys know the podcast, The Sith List, they are on YouTube at The Sith List. So listen to them too. I listen to Steel, or I watch Steel. I watch The Sith List. I watch a lot of my like, not, I don't really watch a lot of like beauty guru videos anymore because like the beauty community is so fucking toxic. Like I just watch like this like, one chick who lives in Orlando and she just does her makeup and she's like, yeah, I have three kids and I, I like cheap makeup and let's, let's do a drugstore themed look. And I'm like, I'm here for this shit. And then I watch cooking videos. There's this dude named David that recreates like tasty videos or he goes somewhere and recreates like something. It's good. I love a good cooking video, even though I have no cooking bones in my body. Let's see. Well, the last thing I watched on YouTube was the Mandalorian trailer. The thing I watched before that on the on YouTube is the uh, commercial for the My Buddy doll, because the wherever he goes, wherever I go, he goes line, and the Mandalorian is from the My Buddy doll jingle, and so it was immediately in my head, and I had to watch it to make myself not go crazy hmm. they were a very popular doll in the 80s there was my buddy and then there was kid sister hmm. and i believe that my buddy is the doll that the design for chucky and child's play was based on wow i mean they don't look exactly the same but i think that's what like the the dolls like that chucky is i think they were like a ripoff of my buddy that's weird. I've never seen that. No, that would have been before you were born. Before I was born. Um, do you want to talk about Deadwood? Sure, let's talk about Deadwood. This was Requiem for a Gleet, I believe. Yeah. Um, this is a pretty gnarly episode. It was. There was. It was a lot. Um, Al, thank God, got all the stones out. Yeah, but we take a long time to get there. I know, poor guy. He was like dying. Yeah, like, we open, like, on him, like, just, like, sprout out on the floor, like, shaking. He's not even able to answer when when Dan or Johnny is calling for him. Dan was so sad. This is such a good episode for Dan. Because you see his, like, like, trying so hard to, like, protect Al and Al's business, but being absolutely terrified of what's going to happen like the thought of losing al like he can't like he can't even like deal with it to the point where he straight up murders a dude about it but i mean that's just that's how dan deals with things this is by bloody violence yeah and alma tries to buy the hotel from ellsworth and not Ellsworth, um, Farnham. Farnham. Which is, that was a great scene. Fucking weasel. Yeah. You all, one of my, one of my favorite scenes. So, Mr. Wolcott, Mr. W is on Alma's claim, like scoping out all the work that's being done there. And this is the first time we get like, not sweet nice man Ellsworth yeah he's like the fuck are you doing because because Ellsworth worked on the Comstock claim that Hearst owned and 
Mr. Wolcott would have worked on and was there when like there was a collapsed mine that a bunch of people died in. And yeah, he's he's very unhappy to see Mr. W there without uh without invitation. You gotta have an invitation to go see the claim, Mr. W. Like it doesn't matter who you are. Ugh I still can't look at Mr. W. Like I just like I just think of Jack McCall and just that eye. Like I just I always like look at his eyes now. Yeah. It's 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 pretty it's a pretty good change. Oh, also the um the uh woman who he is interested in and you know as far as the the um woman in charge of the brothel uh intends to kill so she's there now and there's all sorts of like weirdness there and their uh sexual escapades yeah that was an interesting sexual escapade he's he is a weird weird troubled man very odd man Oh, and Seth and Martha bang. Yeah. And it's very it's this very sweet thing where they're 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 waking up in the morning and he he apologizes cuz he had meant to stay up to um talk the night before and she she's sitting there and they're not looking at each other. They're sitting like on opposite sides of the bed both looking at the walls and she has this line of Sometimes it's also just not to the sometimes the quiet of the morning is also a good time to have a discussion and like slowly reaches back and like takes his hand. And it is very quickly apparent it is not a discussion that she has in mind. But it's so like it's like the most pure, like sweet, like, hey, do you want to have uh uh like have sex with me this morning that you could get, I think. I think it's the most purely you can do that. It just is so awkward. Like, and he just seems kind of like a dick, but it's like he's trying to be nice, and she's just like, uh, yeah. It's just it's, it's just so uncomfortable, but also like it's it's kind. It's kindness. Yeah, and then when we see them at breakfast, she calls him Seth and not Mister Bullock. I just think that's like so weird to call your partner like Mr. Blank that'd be called like like me calling Carlos like Mr. Arguello like I just I don't he's like nodding his head like yes no yeah that that would be weird but also it's more like if you and Carlos had been married and then Carlos died and you married his brother would you be mad at me if you had a brother and I married him after (laughs) you died yes he says yes (laughs) I can't do that okay <laughs> yeah i mean it's 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 fairly different situation in uh 2020 but it's odd even that the kid calling him mr bullock like is just weird yeah i love william he's such a sweet little kid he wants to start a garden i know i want to start a garden that sounds fun i'm sad that watermelon is no longer in season and like i can't have it as much like that makes me think of gardens but such a sweet little boy um yeah the last like 10 minutes of the episode was like really intense with them trying to get the stones out of al like poor al holy shit yeah because it's at the point like it's completely blocking his bladder so he has like all this like urine backed up in his body and Doc Cochran's going to do surgery, a surgery that he's never performed before, that he's watched perform like once or twice. And even if it goes well, only two out of the 10 people survive. And he's like, his, like he's to the point like his hands are shaking and he's yelling at everybody because he's like, doesn't want to kill Al. There's also a great scene where Trixie and Dan are down in the bar drinking and and Trixie at, tells Dan like ask Dan if he'll if Al dies if Dan will burn the place down with her 
rather than letting Tolliver take it over. I love that moment with them. Yeah, it's very it's very sweet to see, like, and obviously you have to, you know, that you're watching a TV show, and so it's okay to like these morally re- reprehensible people, but to see like these people who Al has like affected in in good ways. Yeah. Like, we we don't know anything really about Dan before Al showed up, but obviously, like, things were not going well for him. Yeah, it just, it's nice seeing him better, because I've hated seeing him these past couple episodes just, like, not there completely. Like, you get him just, like, looking at the camera, just like, shh, and then the episode ends. I like that, that we know that he's getting better. Yeah. Yeah, um, Sarah Paulson thinks that Alma's trying to kill her. Oh, well, that's what she tells Mr. Adams. Mr. Adams is going to end Mrs. Garrett. <laughs> what I love is because um, after, like, he, she, like, refires, um, Miss Ingringhausen and Miss Ingringhausen then goes to Mr. Adams' room and his utter bafflement and awkwardness when she shows up is adorable. We, like, one episode ago, like, watched him pick up a dude and smash him onto a pair of antlers. Like, this is not, like, a, you know, meek guy but with this woman like crying in his room, he does not know what to do. I know the poor guy. <laughs> I love him though. I love the beard. Oh, it's such a good looking beard. And yeah, and then she says that she, like if if Alma kills her, it won't be the first person that she that Alma killed, and that that'll become important later. But. I didn't think that Sarah Paulson would come here and start shit. <laughs> I I fucking hate Sarah Paulson. Really? I can't stand. Why? Her. And like I don't I I don't know. It's not that I think she's bad. I don't think she's bad. I think I maybe can't stand her because of this role. Oh. But I like I hate her. Like, I think I've hated every character. Maybe it's just that. Maybe it's I've hated every character she's ever played in anything. You didn't like her in any of the American Horror Stories? No. Like, she. Like first of all, I can't with that. I can watch about three episodes of any season of that show, and then I, like, reach my breaking point. But she, I've, I, she's always playing characters I hate. That show is just insane, though. Like, I think I had to, like, pull through Asylum, because that was fucking scary. I just think it's, like... Ryan Murphy doesn't know how to, like, really write a show. Like, he has a bunch of, like, shocking ideas. But in terms of making, like, a tight, coherent story, he has no fucking idea what he's doing. That's evident of everything he's ever done. I mean, he did Glee. Like, I just, I think that, that just, that's it. Like, that's, that's Ryan Murphy. Like, that's, I think of Glee and just, you know, I think of the development that show lacked. I guess, and just, like, the way that possibly it should have ended, and it didn't, and it kept going on and on until it was just like, this is enough. This is fucking yeah. enough covers of Coldplay. <laughs> no, the first season of American Horror Story is the only one I got all the way through. And even the other seasons, like, there's parts of it I enjoyed, but I always felt like the season should be about half as long as they are, and then maybe they would be really good. I loved the haunted hotel with fucking Lady Gaga though. That was really good. I would recommend that one because just Lady I just love Lady Gaga. Like she's a good actress. But it's interesting that you say that that you hate her in this so that she's annoying in this. So I'm interested to see now what shit she's going to continue pulling. And again, like I don't think she's bad. I think she's a good actor. I just like I always end up hating her. And so I, I don't know whether there's just like something in her performance that I hate or if there's something in all of her characters that I hate, but I can't stand her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. 
Yeah, I was, that's interesting. I, I don't know if I've ever felt like that with like an actor or an actress before. Like, because I don't think that Sarah Paulson's like problematic at all. But yeah, I get that. We're just someone. No, just... I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know anything about her. Yeah. I just can't. I can't. Like, I don't hate her as a person. I just, whenever she's in anything, I'm like, fuck. <laughs> like, there's something about her or about the character she plays that I find endlessly grating. Hmm. Yeah, well, I'm hoping things get more interesting, you know, plot wise. Like, I'd like to see like the ball rolling with a lot of things, you know, with Al getting better and what the fuck Mr. W is up to. Um, Mr. Wu was there talk like trying to say that there was someone from San Francisco or something. Yes, there is another um because we it's the there's another uh Chinese operative in town now and we see him making a deal with Tolliver and Mr. W to bring um Chinese women in to the town and it is uh not a great sounding situation. Nope. Not good. Well, yeah, I'm glad that I was able to watch Deadwood this week. And yeah, I can't believe we're almost half because that was only three seasons long, right? Yeah. And then a movie like 15 years later. I'm like almost halfway there. That's crazy. Oh, well, Emily, do you have anything else you want to add to this action-packed episode? I don't think so. How about you? Mm, I don't think so either. Just that, you know, constant reminder to, you know, wear a mask and be a respectful and kind human being. But I think everyone who listens to us knows that, right? I hope so. Yeah, me too. Me too. But, Emily, where can we find you in the podcast on social media? Um, the podcast is on Twitter and Instagram at CantoBitePod. You can also, sorry, um, you can send us emails, CantoBitePod at gmail.com. Um, if they're about Star Wars or shows that we've actually seen, we promise that we'll answer them. Again, sorry, Johnny. Uh, I am on Twitter and Instagram at EFLind. Wonderful. And I am on Instagram as Brittany the Ginger. Sweet. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And we will talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Here we go. Yo, 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 and away we go It's time to serenade my girl Lindo Sorry the ladies where I had to say no But if I'm cheating on Serena, it's on Canto No shame in the game Make even Rogue One seem tame But I blame it on Brit with a ginger main main Yeah, that's fire Love on the rocks leaves the love on my socks Lindo fanfic leaves y'all shocked Especially when y'all truly whips out his cock Canto bite Episode 100 Hey yo, I'm back, no fulcrum this time I'm on a flight to the bay and I'm writing some rhymes My top three running through my head, you know So I had to come correct when they hit the hundo My girls E&B deserve congratulations Our adulation for the weekly creation My last celebration was all about them But this time I gotta drop lines for our friends This is for the bitches, strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches, all the canto bitches This one's for my bitches, only for the bitches Throw your hands up, bitches all my Canto bitches Start off with my Aussies Catherine's a sweet one Brought cash into lunch With Canto bitch number one Josh made it a team And had bourbon and cornflakes The kind of ice cream That made him show me his old face Got to meet Turbo And throw back some brew Fish tacos and San Fran You know we approve Rebecca from Perth I haven't met you yet Last shout to Fruity Dude I didn't forget 
This is for the bitches, strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches, all the Canto bitches This one's for my bitches, only for the bitches Throw your hands up bitches, all my Canto bitches Rubia and Adele often email the show I cut a track on them trolls with Johnny Grasso Jesse McGee busted a rap for me Met her and Horse B at Scum and Villainy King Tom, Death Watch, the most regal of fathers Got to behold the luscious locks of Strata Shouted Rusty last time, so I shout a Raj too You know the list ain't complete without lesson, boo this is for the bitches, strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches, all the Canto bitches This one's for my bitches, only for the bitches Throw your hands up bitches, all my Canto bitches Now if I didn't say your name, don't feel no shame You love the fun, the games, and refresher bangs Hang on every word of Lindo's fanfic Where she describes every vein in Mendo's dick Spread the word, maybe buy a t-shirt I don't know, maybe ask the girls if Yaddle squirts Take your CBD, send in your top three, And you'll always be a bitch like me Get him, Eric. <laughs>